<laughs> okay, let's do it. All right, all right, all right. That's my podcast number one hundred and eighteen. Uh, we are here today, Saturday morning. Normally, I have a beer in my hand when I'm doing the podcast, but it's a little too early for that today. <laughs> so I'm chilling, having uh, some water today. I already had my coffee because I got up early, but I'm here with Andrew Biggs. What's your real name, actually? Is that actually your real name? What's your last name? Is that okay to ask? Is that like? Yeah, no, it's all good. My my real name is Andrew Bigelow. So um, Bigelow is the, the, the real last name, but um, yeah. But when I was playing, when I was growing up playing football and stuff like that, everyone everyone called me Biggs. So that's how that's how that came to be. But um, you know, what I'm saying excited to be here, man. What's, what's up? Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't know who Andrew is, a lot of you do because you're the Bay Area. You know, you know Andrew Biggs running around with his camera, with his mic, and 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 also doing a lot of community organizing and that. But I I was trying to think of like how to how to kind of like what you do you know and I, I just think you're kind of in this space where uh, there's a mix there's a lot of people doing this now not a lot but there's kind of people playing in this space where you're creative you know you're either a musician uh you're a filmmaker uh you're an artist but you're also kind of involved in community organizing in some fashion and and you've been doing this for years and and um andrew um i met andrew through a debug so we've mentioned debug before, but we used to share an office space. We, we used to sublease a dismother space from from debug, and so we got to know all the all those gats, which is just dope. Like, just a cool cool experience and a cool cool group of people to be kind of linked up with. And that all happened because of your boy Fernando, who uh, I haven't seen in a minute actually. But um, yeah, but but Andrew, where? So you're? You, did you grow up in the Bay Area? Where'd you grow up? Like yeah, yeah. So so I grew up in um I grew up in San Jose. I grew up in in the East Side, um right next to uh, Mount Pleasant High School, uh White and Ocala. Um, so that's that's why that's where I grew up. Um, but uh, yeah, um, that, yeah. that's like the um when, when I was when I was growing up and stuff like that. That was like uh um that was the area we stayed we only stayed in that neighborhood and stuff um so I was born and raised there went to school there yeah. um uh I went to yeah. I went to public school kindergarten through eighth grade where are your parents you know, from they're actually from they're actually from the midwest um so my my dad um my dad's from Kansas City um and my my mom's from Indiana um mm. and that, but they actually met at San Jose City College um taking oh, wow. taking classes when they were like 19 Okay. Um, so that's how that's how they met. Um, but my oh, wow. mom, my mom, pretty much grew up out here in California, though, because like she moved out here. When how she did was how like, did they how did they end up in San Jose? Yeah. How, yeah. My my dad my dad's family moved out here when he was probably about like twelve or something like that. Um, you know, and they you know this is like you know I don't know the exact year it was probably like mid sixties, but um, but you know it's like um. Uh, you know, when they moved out, mm. when my dad moved to San Jose, it was, you know, it was farm town, you know, it was like, uh, the, it was like, there wasn't even freeways. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Orchards. But they moved out here because my, I think my, grand, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, my, but my grandpa got like a job or some shit out here. And then, um, yeah. and that's how, that's how they ended up out here. Um, but my mom, my mom was actually moved around a little bit. She actually grew up in Santa Cruz a little bit. She grew up in Santa Rosa, um, in San Jose. So like she was, she was bouncing around. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man. Um, so my dad's like, that's kind of like something that's kind of crazy. Cause like my, you know, like my dad was, was wild as it. Um, the first house that my grandpa, like my grandparents ever got 
was that is actually the house behind my parents' house. Um, so my dad essentially has been li- living on that in that same neighborhood since like since like the mid sixties. Um, so he's seen, you know, he's seen everything, you know, so he's seen everything change wow. and, and happen. It sounds like so. It's been it's been kind yeah. kind of cool. Um, and yeah. I think it's it's kind of it's a reminder too of like how quickly um, this area changed. You know what I'm saying? Like specifically like San Jose, you know. Uh, I feel like the rest of the Bay Area is a little bit yeah. more, you know, it's always been big city stuff, but yeah. like San Jose has not always been like that, you know? So, um, so it's only, it's only like we're only a generation removed from, yeah. you know, they're not being freeways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know? mean, even, like even so, the first time I came to the Bay Area, cause I grew up in Texas, but the first time I came out here was in 95. And even then, like, I remember driving from like, just in the span of going from like San Jose airport to Palo Alto. Cause I came out here for Stanford. That's how I got out here. But just going down to one Oh one in the mid nineties was different. You know, a lot more, like you're saying, agri- there was still some orchards. You didn't have all the, the little high rises that are along the one Oh one now and all the office space and whatnot. So it's definitely changed. Um, which is wild, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so back, back when your, when your parents were in that neighborhood, was it was it predominantly white back then, or because right now, so right now, East San Jose, for those of you who don't know, is basically like the Mexican hood, right? It's like it's people of color, it's either Mexican American, or you know, some pockets of other. Uh, there's a black pocket. There's like you know, Vietnamese and stuff like that. But prim- primarily, East San Jose is known as Mexican American neighborhood. But what was it back then when your parents were there, when they were first living there? You know, that's a good question. I mean, I think that I think that. Um... Because, you know, like now, like the east side is like, um, you know, like as a whole, it's predominantly, you know, what I'm saying folks of color, like, um, you know, immigrant communities and shit, you know. Um, but I think when, when my when my my dad moved, I think it was probably I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I would, I would imagine it was probably a white, mostly a white community. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was definitely white because, you know, you got to say, too, that's like around the same time as like. Cesar Chavez was, you know, um, doing his organizing work, you know, like the Mayfair area and all that type of stuff. So like, which is still on the East side, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was definitely like, um, it is true that like, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of those, you know, all that, all the, you know, white folks in the East side definitely moved out, you know, like there was definitely like some white flight shit, um, that happened. Um, uh, you know, they moved to different parts of the city. Um, but yeah, man, um, I mean, I definitely gotta say like, you know, like my my parents' decision to stay in that neighborhood is is absolutely the reason why myself and you know my brothers and sisters are who we are. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think I'd be the same person if I grew up in Campbell. You know, uh, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't be I wouldn't be who I am today if I if I grew up in like Oakland or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Like I always, I mean, yeah, yeah. You you grew up a lot. You probably grew up a lot more multicultural, a lot, but different, much more, a much different perspective. I grew up in a Mexican American neighborhood in 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 Fort Worth called Diamond Hill, and literally there was like, I think I had one friend who was white. It was actually my next door neighbor, uh, my friend Jimmy, and um, yeah, very different than like you know somebody growing up in another like part of of Fort Worth. Um, he ended up marrying, you know, a Mexican chick and like, you know, speak some Spanish and like whatever, but he was just, you know, a part of that hood, you know? Um, yeah. 
but yeah, that's that's. I mean, what was it like growing? I'm guessing when you were there and going to public school all the way to the eighth grade, you were going to these public schools where it was predominantly immigrants and kids of color, right? Like, yeah. Was that tough? Did you get your ass? Did you get picked on or anything? And you nah, deal with shit like that? Like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I was definitely like, you know, I was I was Jimmy, you know, in, in, in uh, your story, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> definitely yeah. like. Uh, uh, you know, when, yeah, I was going to, yeah. when I was going to school, yeah. I was like one of only you know probably a handful handful of white kids and shit. And um, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's one of those things. Yeah. Where it's like you know, I feel like as kids, we didn't really start to notice it until like like third grade. You know, um, it was probably like around that mm-hmm. time, third fourth grade. That like mm-hmm. that was like oh shit, like no, I'm I'm you know folks starting to call me white boy. You know, this is this is different. Um, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I never, I mean, I definitely got yeah. like, yeah, I definitely yeah, got some, yeah. Got some raft, you know what I'm saying? For being, for being the only white kid, but, um, but, you know, I had some, you know, I had really, really close friends and shit that, that I had grown up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and there was, you know, uh, and there was, there was a bunch of folks. It was kind of like, it wasn't like, that's like, I was just hanging out with one group, man. Like, I, my, 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 probably, probably my best friend growing up since kindergarten was, uh, his name was Demetrius, um, uh, who, who was black. Um, but primarily rest of rest of my friends, man, they were all like Mexican, Vietnamese, Filipino. Um, you know. But um yeah, I definitely you know, I definitely like got called. You know, I definitely was like yeah. responded to, to white boy, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like someone say that shit, I'd turn my head, like, oh yeah, it's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know, my even my friends, <laughs> you know, even my even my friends used to call me that shit. Um yeah. And uh, but but it was it was kind of funny though too is that my friends would also be like hella defensive and like confrontational if someone else called me that you know what I'm saying like only they were allowed to call me that you know if other folks call me call me white boy they they you know yeah start some shit yeah, yeah. um yeah but um but yeah you know I you know I don't know what it was like growing up in in like in like other other public schools but like you know like you know by the time I was in like fourth fifth fifth grade, you know, sixth grade, you know, kids were like scrapping, you know what I'm saying? Kids were like fighting and shit. <laughs> and like, you know, it definitely got a little, um, you know, there was, you know, it, I don't know if that was yeah. normal or not, yeah. you know, but it was definitely like, it was a thing, uh, you know, in the school I was going to. But, um, you know, it's like, at the same time, you know, we're still just all kids and shit, you know, so. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I always tell you, think, like, you're talking about, like, like you're talking about, like, like late 90s, right? Like, so you were, like, in the late 90s, you, you know, when you were in, like, late elementary school, early middle school then, right? And, yeah, man. And I think, like, I always talk about, like, mid-90s for me was, was pretty tough, cause, and just because, like, I feel like a lot of culture was kind of, like, it kind of drove some of this, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I'm not like trying to be like an old person and be like, yo, rap, you know, was making everybody do this, but it was cool. It was cool. That like, confrontation was cool. Yeah, yeah. Like that was part of like the thing, you know, like kind of like people fronting and like, you know, dressing a certain way and acting like they're gangster, even though they weren't, you know, just being yeah. stupid. Um, like that was kind of a big, big part of like growing up in the, in the 90s in some fashion, because that's just what you did, you know, like you it's it's an awful culture in retrospect you know because it was confrontational it was violent um and like you know you were forced to kind of like lie or pick sides and like you know kind of like switch sides as you needed to and shit because it was just like survival in those sorts of environments yeah man i mean there's definitely like 
you know, I'm sure that there was like, there was definitely influence for folks who really weren't into that shit to pretend to be into that shit. And then, and then it gets really mm-hmm. sticky when they meet folks who are mm-hmm. really into that shit. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. Never, yes. It's like, yeah. you know, it's definitely like yeah. that mixture. Yeah. And I've never, you know, I definitely saw that, you know, happen all the time. And I never really, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, I think especially because yeah. I was white, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't really have to, um, you know, like, you know, like the, the schools I grew up going to, you know what I'm saying? We all had, uh, uniform, you know what I'm saying? We all had like, uh, school uniforms cause we weren't allowed to wear, um, you know, colors mm-hmm. and shit, right? Like you can get in trouble if you wear red or blue, you know, or something like that. And, um, you know, get called in the principal's office, whatever suspended or some shit. Um, and, uh, but you know, like, I remember one time I went through a phase like I remember I was in like I was in like seventh or eighth grade and like uh you know my uh, something happened to my backpack or some shit like that and my sister had a red backpack and I was like oh I'm just gonna rock I'm just gonna rock this red backpack you know and, it, <laughs> and I went and I went to school for like you know I, I wore that red backpack in, in my middle <laughs> school for like a week before anyone said anything though you know what I'm saying so like um you know and then finally it's like i wear that shit for like a week then the teachers like yeah, brings me into the yeah. office like hey you can't do this you know but if i if i wasn't white you know they would have i couldn't as soon as i stepped on campus they would have pulled me off you know what i'm saying but um but it was just it was just because i was white that that that, that shit slid for a week mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so i didn't really you know i, I wasn't i didn't really have to like um you know i wasn't yeah. really confronted <laughs> i wasn't really confronted with those realities you know what i'm saying um in, in retrospect you know but i definitely had like friends who who did you know and who were yeah. you know had to, had to let, deal with that shit you know and and um you know had to you know pretend to be hard or, or you know had to you know pick a side type shit you know um or make sure that they know you know they let other folks know that they weren't fucking with yeah. the other side you know yeah um but uh but yeah man um but that's like that's right. one of those things too, you know. Like, I think for me, like, is it, it being older and thinking about it and shit. Like, I realized how much being white, I didn't have to like participate in some of the crazy shit that was happening around me. Just and I just got left out because I was because I was because I was white, you know. Um, just definitely mm. not the same experience as a, is like same kids going to the same school, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were you're you're saying in high school you went to a different school and stuff. Like what what was your like high school like? Did you, you did you go to like a private school or something? Is that what you were about to say? Or um and and I mean no no I'm not digging on that, but yeah. I, I guess I'm just curious yeah, too, like kind of like you know, what you're doing now, like how does it contrast with that high school? And like when did you start getting into uh music and creative side of stuff? Like what were you you sounds like you were also a jock or so you were playing like football yeah. and stuff. So I mean, yeah, I was I you know, since so I've been, I've been playing football since I was eight years old. So like, I played football from like eight until I was like twenty, right? I played two years in in college okay. too, uh, junior college, um, at De Anza mm-hmm. actually. And um, oh, wow. uh, yeah. so like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about mm-hmm. to go play in the league. You know, what I'm saying I was gonna be six four, I was gonna be like, you know, two forty, and I was gonna be ready. You know, um, I turned out to be five <laughs> eleven, so that shit didn't really work out, but um. Yeah. But like, but when I was in, when I was in eighth grade though, right. I was like, I was like, man, I'm, you know, I knew, I knew that, um, you know, if you want to play, if you want to play football, like if you have the resources and you want to play football and you want to like, like compete at a high level and shit, like just locally in the South Bay, like the, um, there's a, there's like a private school league called West, West Catholic Athletic League, which has like, you know, I'm sure schools you heard of like Bellarmine and like Valley Christian 
um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, MIDI, which is the school I went to, um, you know, they got the MIDI, something yeah, Arch- like that. Yeah, Archbishop um, MIDI. Yeah. And, um, they're, they're okay. all like Catholic Je- yeah. Jesuit schools. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's like, yeah. you know, that's just like when it comes to sports, like that's just, yeah. it's just the place to be, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, so, you know, we, we like, we applied when I was in eighth grade. Um, it was crazy mm-hmm. too, man. Cause it was mm-hmm. like, it was like, um, that was like around 2000, man, I don't even know when my freshman year was, it was like 2004, 2005. I graduated 2009. So, um, uh, but I remember like when we were applying this shit, cause you know, MIDI's like, a, um, you know, at that time it was like, it was like 10 racks a year, you know, to, to go to school there, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it was hella money. Right. And, um, yeah. um, you know, and, yeah. and uh, it and it wasn't like a, it wasn't really like yep. a good time from like, from, you know, like from my family and shit. You know, it was like a, it was a hard moment. Uh, you know, my dad, my dad's a, you know, he's a, he's self-employed. He owns like a little machine shop. Um, you know, he's like an engineer machinist and stuff like that. You know, and, and he's had his own, had his own business mm-hmm. since like, I don't even know, I think like mid eighties or something like that. And she was like super, did super well and all that type of stuff. But, um, but after, um, um, after the, uh, uh, I forget what they call that shit happened in Seattle in 1999, but essentially like we opened up all the trade, you know, we're like, like, um, a lot of manufacturing got exported outside the country and stuff like that. My, my dad's business, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? It was, um, it got, got a little, got a little sticky. I see. And, um, uh, so it was, it was, you know, it was a tough time around that time, but, uh, but you know, my parents yeah. were like, yeah. you know, they were quick to, you know, they're like, they'll make a work type situation. Um. You know, and I don't know, I don't know, for me, you know, growing up, like, it wasn't normal, like, um, you know, my parents didn't really discuss financials uh, with, with those kids, you know what I'm saying? You just kind of, like, see shit happening, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, uh, so I knew, I knew it was, you know, it was, yep. it was a tough yep. moment, but they were, yep. they were still, um, you know, they, they still, you know, they still sent me the MIDI. I'm not sure if they received any, like, type of, type of help or anything like that, but, um yeah, man. But I went to MIDI and, um, you know, it was just, it was different, man. Yeah. It was, it was so different. It was, it was a culture shock for me, you know? Um, uh, like, uh, you know, I went, I went from being like, you know, one of the only white kids at the school yeah. to, to yeah. going to, you know, a predominantly white school and, um, you know, and just not everyone, you know, like a lot of, you know, <laughs> like with love, you know, so I got some, I got some homies and shit, um, you know, lifelong friends that, that, you know, I met in school and, and uh, in high school. Um, you know, a lot of folks like grew up going to, they've only gone to private school their whole life, you know? Um, uh, and then, so yeah, there wasn't, you know, I, I remember yeah. there was like, yeah. there was maybe like, like one or two people in, like in my class that was like from the neighborhood early, like at least it like went to like a, like another middle school that, like that I went to, like, which is like Boger, like Ocala or some shit like that. Um, but there wasn't, there wasn't too many there wasn't too many people, you know, from that, from that neighborhood, but, um, you know, it was, it was definitely like, I was having like a identity crisis around that time, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I was just trying to play, I was just trying to play football, man. That was like really, yeah. The, yeah. The you were, thing. you were probably, you were probably though, I bet you were instantly like the coolest person though. I bet like, you're like, these motherfuckers are lame. 
that's probably what happened. Yeah, like... they the the biggest thing. Uh, they would always, they'd always be like, "Why do you why do you talk like that?" You know, they would be like, <laughs> that, "That was like always the biggest thing." They'd ask like, "Why I talk? Why I talk the way I talk?" Or like, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then they like that was like a big thing my freshman year. People would ask me that shit all the time. And then um, what was uh, wasn't some other shit? Yeah, man, there was yeah. there was a bunch of stuff like. I wasn't, you know, I don't think I ever, like, nece- I wouldn't necessarily ever, like, I, w- I don't think I was, like a, like, a cool kid necessarily, but I was definitely, like, I played football, you know what I'm saying? So, like, there was, like, that, like, kind of, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, hate, I hate to self-admit, but, you know, there was, like, some jock elements, I, I suppose, you know? But, yeah, man, it it was definitely, like, I, going to a, um, you know, going to MIDI, uh, you know, at, a, at a, like a like a private Catholic school that was like predominantly white, and then coming from coming from like the Mount Pleasant Elementary School, uh, like school district, and like in like that neighborhood, it was um, it was definitely mm-hmm. different. It was it's like it, it was different in ways of like um, you know, just like the way like like even like kids just like talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like I definitely like met some like incredibly like like di- right. disrespectful yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> at midi and uh yeah. they're like and like for me it was just like dude you don't you just don't talk to people like that because you'll you'll get beat up you know what i'm saying like um <laughs> but uh but people didn't really you know there's some yeah. folks that didn't really yeah. have that kind of yeah. didn't really have that kind of gauge i guess you know um and i went through so many different phases while, while right. i was there man because like i was right. definitely like you know i ch- i tried to you know you know just my, you know, like, I don't know what, whatever you call it, trying to fit in or some shit like that. You know, I was definitely hanging around folks that like I probably don't mm-hmm. would not hang around today or before that. You know, um, just trying to figure myself out. But um, but it, it was crazy, man. Is that like um, it was actually there when I was at Midi. Um, you know, one of one of my like closest friends uh, going to school there is a Cola. I'm, I'm not sure if you met Cola or no Cola, but. Um, you know, we played football together and all that type of shit, but we actually started making making music together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple other couple other friends and stuff mm-hmm. at, at Midi. Um, you know, we you know, and that's like that's actually where I first like um like recorded music. Um, you know, and like first started like rapping verses in front of people, you know, that that type of thing. Because, um, you know, like I used to, you know, I used to oh, like nice. uh, yeah. when I was a kid when I was a kid, I used to like write and and like uh you know, whatever, like poetry or like, you know, I had, I had aspirations, man. I was going to, I was going to write, write movies. I was going to, you know, I was writing songs when I was a kid. Um, it was always something that like I wanted to do, and but I never really, um, you know, just never really had like a, like outlet for it. You know, but I, I come from like a, my, my family's like, um, you know, my, my mom played, uh, my mom like played music, um, uh, when she, when she was growing up, um, like mm-hmm. she was in like marching band, that type of thing. And uh, you know, my my one of my brothers yeah, um was yeah. actually in like a kind of like a like a punk like metal band um growing up. So like when I was a kid, like they were always oh, nice. they used to use my dad's shop as like a practice space, you know what I'm saying? So like I was like growing up, I was just like always mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. uh him playing music and shit and, and uh you know, my, my brother plays bass and drums. Um and then my oldest brother, uh Jimmy who, you know, you know, I know you're telling a story about Jimmy. I actually have a brother named Jimmy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, He's the Jimmy of Eastside San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was, I'm sure, I'm sure he, he is, yeah, you know, yeah. um, 
but Jimmy, uh, <laughs> Jimmy also like he got into acting and yeah. shit too. So like, you know, when I was he played basketball um, in, uh, yeah. at a junior college, but he also got into acting and stuff too. And so he and he ended up going to um, American Conservatory Theater (ACT) um, up in up in San Francisco, which is like yeah, mm-hmm. nice. it's like kind of, it's kind of a big deal, you know. Okay. And, uh, and so he was he was going there while I was, yeah, while I was yeah. in high school, yeah, um, yeah. like at the same time. And um, oh, nice. So uh, yeah, so yeah, man. So it was like I think when when um my, you know my friends started making music and shit, and I and like uh you know, I found myself you know starting to write music. It, you know, it was kind of like it was um you know it was very vulnerable. You know, it was like the first time doing shit. Um, you know, I, I you know I pray that you know no one ever hears yeah, those songs yeah. that we recorded back then. Um, you know, for for everyone's sake. <laughs> um wait wait what years was these like this is like what like like 2006 7 8 sort of yeah, time frame like or when was it yeah 2007 2008 2009 like kind of like in that in that little span yeah um but um and who yeah, are you, man, who so, are you listening like, to like what who who like like what was the kind of stuff you were into personally like what did you listen to yeah. like what was kind of inspirational for you back then yeah, man. I mean, I definitely like, I got, um, I have a lot of different phases that I've gone through, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, uh, during that time specifically, like in high school, um, uh, that was, that was around the time that I got put mm-hmm. on to, I got put on to Bay, like more like, um, like, uh, when I say Bay Area music, like that's like when I started listening to like hieroglyphics, you know, Zion I, um, you know, living legends, um, you know, folks, folks like that, that were like, they were like, you know, I, they were underground, I guess, uh, you know, you could, you could say, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, that was like, I felt like when I was listening to their music and I'd hear their, and I'd hear their stories and shit like that, that was like when I was, um, I was like, oh man, like, I felt like it was more tangible to make music, you know what I'm saying? When I, when I listened to them, um, you know, they definitely were super inspiring and shit. That was also, you know, like, it was also like at the tail end of the hype era and shit. So like, you know, definitely like stupid amounts of like, you mm-hmm. know, Mac Dre and, and, um, you know, Mr. Fab and, and 40, <laughs> and like all, all the, all the necessary, you know what I'm saying? All the necessary folks, um, for, for Bay Area yeah. culture, San Quinn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jack, all yeah. these folks, um, you know, so, so we listened to a lot yeah. of that too, but gr- I, I mean, growing up though, like, you know, like, some of my like in terms of rap music, like I listened to a lot of Outkast. I listened to, um, you know, I listened to, uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah I listen, I listen to all a bunch of stuff, man. Um, uh, uh, also different genres too, man. Like I, I was like really into Rage Against the Machine as like a kid. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> I was like a little kid, mm-hmm. like you yeah. know, killing in the name of like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Imagine like like ninety nine year old Andrew, you know what I'm saying, being super into the shit. Um Yeah. Yeah. It, but you know, I also listen to like yeah, also yeah. listen to like now we and I think now we now we understand the uh the the, the community organizing side. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now we know the uh the roots of that. The <laughs> dude, dude, I totally I totally revisited uh, the Rage Against the Machine album like kind of recently and I was like, man, I definitely like I owe Zach De La Rocha a lot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> cause like because definitely like I remember when I first started rapping, yeah. like I was like yeah. my like I feel like I was like unconsciously trying to mimic that dude in terms of like cause you know like he's just got that voice that's like it's mm. like kind of like a shouting 
but like 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 when he raps it's kind of like shouting but he still mm-hmm. like brings it down he's still got this but it's just like an intensity in his voice that like i always i feel like i always tried to try to mimic mm-hmm. but um and not even like consciously too i was like, mm-hmm. I feel like it was hella subconscious i was trying to do that shit but um yeah, man. But uh, uh, <laughs> you know, that's how that's how I started started making music and shit. And um, it really was like when high school ended. I just you know, um, I thought me and Cola like uh, you know, we definitely like we pursued it, you know. Um, and um, uh, I was making a yeah. lot of music. That's actually yeah. how I met Uki. Um, you, you know Uki, right? Um, mm. uh, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for those who yeah. don't know, Uki's a, a San Jose legend. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I met I met Uki because uh, uh, when me and Cola, like, you know, we were like, oh man, we're gonna record an album, right? And then my brother Matt, he lived uh, he lived in the <coughs> West Side neighborhood, actually right next to Debug, and um, and uh, and so we started recording in his basement, um. Uh, and Uki just happened nice. to live across the street. Um, so Uki like grew up and lived across the street from the house that my brother lived in for like hella years. And um, so that's how we met Uki. And Uki was like actually doing community service because of like a, I see. Um, you know, he he had some 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 uh, some run-ins with uh, with the courts and shit like that, and he had to do some community service. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh and he ended up okay. doing community service at debug okay. and he was actually the person that brought me and cola debug um uh, and then you know what i'm saying the life spiraled, uh, okay. spiraled into what okay. it what it is yeah um you know i was like we were like we were like 18 19 and shit when we like when we were recording my brother's basement and then um when we ended up uh when we ended up me and uki and going to debug and shit so wow Wow, that's wild. And and so you yeah, you man. graduated from MIDI. You went to you said you went to De Anza. What were you thinking you were going to do at that point, other than play football? Like, what were you thinking of studying, or what what were you looking at back then? I was I was kind of like I was kind of on the fence, man. Like, I went to De Anza to like to you know play play ball and shit. Because mm-hmm. I like you know like I uh, I broke my foot my senior year at MIDI. And mm-hmm. so, like, I didn't, I didn't finish the season. I only played like three, four games. And, um, you know, and like, I, you know, I wasn't like, you no, know, I'm not trying to make it sound like I was like, you know, highly recruited, scouted athlete and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, I had some, I had some interest. You know, I had some interest from like, from like some D1 AA schools. You know, sure. yeah. and, um, yeah. uh, you know, and that, that's kind of like where I, where I figured I was gonna land was like playing for like a like a D1 AA or like a D2 football school um and so so yeah man so i ended up um uh i ended up breaking my foot and then you know what i'm saying all that kind of interest kind of kind of fell by the wayside and shit so i ended mm. up going to the answer the answer coach at the time was like you know that boy was calling me all the time <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh and so i ended up going to the answer i ended up going to the answer and then um you know i just went there to play football and shit i didn't really know what i wanted to study i was like you know i was like you know, 18-year-old Andrew was like, you know, he was he was probably, you know, sometimes he wasn't the brightest dude, you know what I'm saying? But um, uh, uh, so but I, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm in rap. Like, I'm going to study, like, linguistics, right? And I took a linguistics class. I'm like, this has nothing to do with what I was thinking. This is it. This is that that wasn't it. Um. And so I was kind of just bouncing around. I didn't know, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, you know. Um, but it was like around that time, man, that like I, 
um because I went to DeAnza for two years and like it was kind of like that was like the window of time where I was like okay I want to like I want to like I want to make music right like I want to um that I want that to be to be what I do you know yeah um and that's kind of like when I made that like decision I was probably you know I was probably like 19 19 20 at the time and um but uh uh so yeah man so you know I was ready and I was ready to like you know, I I was ready to drop out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I was yeah. ready to like after I got done playing ball, um, like because because I got I got hurt my first year at DeAnza too, and so I essentially had like two years I didn't that I didn't play right, and then um and then uh, I came back and I played the last my my next year, um, and I had another year of eligibility and and um you know uh you know like I probably could have pursued playing playing at a four year. Um, but at that point I just knew, I knew I needed to, uh, I knew I wanted to make music. So like I went and I played, I went, I went back, I played my last year of football to kind of get that closure, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause I legit played every single year from like eight years old. So I was like 20. So it was like 12 wow. years in a row I played. Yeah. That's um, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, man. So I couldn't just like end it off an of injury. I had to go back. I had to like, you know, so I had to had to play like my last season, which is actually probably like one of my funnest seasons, to be honest. Um, and I, I just enjoy playing college like football at JC too, because you know, because you know, motherfuckers are are big. You know what I'm saying? They're you know like this linemen, they're like you know six two, three hundred pounds, all this type of shit. In high school, you didn't really always get that. Like, what position did um, you play? But uh, I, I, to ask I you that. enjoyed like, playing with like. What did you play? What position? I played linebacker, man. Um, oh, nice. In high school, I played linebacker and fullback. Um, uh, but when I, when I got to, when I got to DeAnza, I, you know, I was too, I was too small to play inside linebacker. So, so I got moved to outside linebacker, mm-hmm. um, for my size, I should have been playing probably like strong safety, but you yeah, know, your boy was not fast enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, yeah. I, so I played outside, played outside linebacker, yeah. but, um, uh, but yeah, man. So it was just, it was hella fun, man. I, you know, I, I love that game. Um, what do you what do you feel? What do you what what do you just? Uh, I actually, I'm curious what you think about like football right now because there's obviously been a lot of pushback against football as a sport, right? And like the whole concussion thing and and all that stuff. Like, what do you think about that? Like, man, I was, you know, for most of my adult life, I've I've been terrified of like to get a cat scan. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. Oh, some real shit. Like I've always been like, mm-hmm. hell, I've been always scared of that mm-hmm. shit. I still have not even seen that movie uh, that Will Smith is in because, like, I, you know, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to entertain it. Oh um, yeah. Um, you know, I, I ended up, I ended up uh, getting one for something unrelated and shit. And no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all straight. You know, so I'm, I'm all good. Uh, which is like surprising because you know I played, you know, I played, um, I played heavy contact positions. You know what I'm saying? Um, playing linebacker and playing fullback. You know what I'm saying? It's like right um, right you know so there's a lot of a lot of hitting a lot of smacking and shit so like um uh so yeah so but but yeah man so mm-hmm. i was definitely like i was terrified of that shit but i definitely you know like i have um you know i love the sport uh of football um i definitely have like uh resentment i don't know if resentment is the right word but um i definitely have issues with the NFL as like an institution. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like, um, and, uh, and definitely have yeah. like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? For they're, other they're reasons all... though, not, not, not this, not this stuff. Right. But there's, yeah, there's yeah. like some more like social, 
yeah, shit, man. right? That obviously is like motherfucking plantation yeah. owners sort of vibes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, let's let's yeah. name it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's wealthy wealthy white folks who own teams that um, are played by you know predominantly folks of color. You know what I'm saying? And like um, uh, you know black folks and folks of color, and mm-hmm. and like um, and th- and then you know and then they don't want to like acknowledge. Um, they don't want to acknowledge or have any type of responsibility for, for uh, the circumstances that folks come from or like when folks, you know, talk about police violence or like some shit like that, they want to, you know, that all of a sudden for some reason that's un-American or, or unfootball like, right. Or some shit like that. But they, you know, they're just, they're just like racist old, old white folks um, that have hell of money. Um, yeah. Right. So I mean, it's definitely like, you know, it's definitely, it's, yeah. you know, there's ton, tons and tons of issues, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know what I'm saying? That, that's why, that's why, like, uh, you know, I, cause I still, you know, I still love the sport, man. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. You know, I still watch football. I still follow it. Um, but, uh, but I definitely, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? At the same time, you know, fuck those fools, you know, <laughs> at least the owners, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not, no, not it's, players, it's, it's very owners. difficult because, because yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's tough when you grow up with something and it's a part of your life. It's a part of like, it, quite frankly, you're, it's part of our culture. I mean, Absolutely. I didn't. I grew up. I played like maybe three years of pee wee football. I very quickly quickly realized I was way too fucking small. Actually, I remember I was like in the fifth grade. I was on a football team, and um, I was. It was just on a kickoff. And I don't know why I just, you know, we just ran straight into each other. I didn't even, I didn't have, I didn't even have the football. The other guy didn't have the football. We just smashed into each other. Just people knocking each other over. And like, I remember lying on the field and just looking at the sky and being like, I don't like this. Like, it was like a big black kid, you know, who just fucking just, just demolished me. Just like, and I was lying there, like everything was ringing. I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this much longer. Um, but I still watched it. I grew up. I'm I'm a bit older than you, you know. I'm like 43, man, and like I grew up when the Cowboys, because I grew up in Texas oh, in, in the in the mid 90s, early to mid 90s when the Cowboys it, were hot. So we had you Fort know Worth. Troy Aikman, Fort Worth is Smith, outside of Dallas, too, Michael yeah. Irvin, yeah, 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 yeah. We were right there. Um, you know, we used to. It, it was fun as hell to watch those games right. and to be, you know, excited about watching them and and hanging out with your friends and going, you know, going over. You know, it was it was part of our culture basically. So I, you know, as much as like you like you're saying, like you see what's going on, you see the bullshit that happened with Cap, um, and and you see how ignorant. The other part of it that pisses me off is the ignorant fans who go along with the bullshit of the owners. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, that man. baffles me when you have regular working class Americans in the middle of the country who are like, yeah, fuck cap, fuck, you know, this yeah. kneeling shit. And you're like, really? Yeah, like, man. you guys can't even get with this? Like, you don't even understand this? So it's super frustrating. Um, but like you said, like, I'll put on a game and I'll be like, uh, I want to sit down and watch this because it's fun. Like, <laughs> like I love people smash. Like, yeah, like hit, hit each other. Like, it's like you know. It, and I, I, but I will say, like now there is a bit of it where I see that stuff and I see that sort of hard contact, and I'm like, oh, like man, I hope he's yeah, okay. Man. And we didn't used to think that when we were kids. Hell no, nah, like, damn, you got fucking creamed. Like that was it, you know. <laughs> hell nah man we uh, we were taught to, yeah, to you know yeah. go head first you know what i'm saying they they would they would tell you know they would tell us to um 
like when we were little and shit, you know, shout out, shout out all my, all my pal football coaches. Um, you know what I'm saying? They, they taught us not to like put our head down, you know, they taught us not to put our head down to where like the top of our head was facing somebody, but we were for sure like, like leading with our faces, you know what I'm saying? So right. like, um, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of head to head contact, you know yeah. what I'm saying? For sure. I mean, the, you know, at least in terms of that shit, yeah. like I, the NFL has yeah. definitely gotten better, but like, um, like better about like protecting, protecting players and shit. But, um, but you know, that shit is, that shit is so mm-hmm. inevitable with that mm-hmm. sport. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, like I watch like rugby and shit like that. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm just yeah. like, damn, man, I can't, I can't believe these folks don't got pads on, but for some reason they don't, you know what I'm saying? It's not, they don't experience the, the crazy shit. Um, you know, cause I guess when you got the helmet, you're just like, Oh, let's, let's smack, you know? <laughs> but, uh, Shit. Yeah, yeah. You play differently if you're not wearing face protection. You, I think you probably lead with your shoulders a lot more, yeah, right? Yeah. In rugby, yeah. you just your upper body and not your not your head. So it's a lot of shoulder and chest and whatnot. Yeah, um, man. But yeah, all right. We got a little derailed <laughs> there. So when you stopped playing football, you left the Anza. We could talk. We could talk about football all day, quite frankly. But but I, I think our listeners would be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Um, so I'll go back to the music stuff. So you 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 stop you stop playing you stop playing football. You you were like, "All right, I'm gonna do music." Like, what was your first big project? Like, what were you like? We're gonna do? You sound like you and Cola were gonna record an album. You guys were yeah, gonna man. like you just were like gonna go all out and do a full album. Was that the goal or? Yeah. yeah man yeah. yeah man you know it's not really um the music we we're making at that time is not necessarily like music i would i was um you know saying so we still we still pushing today but like but we we ended up we ended up making you know we made a few a few albums um uh probably like three or four like between the ages of like 18 and 21 um wow. yeah and um you know and we were like at that time you know it was kind of like it was you know at the time this is like 2010 2011 um, to where, you know, we were still like, you know, we made an album and we'd like press up like a thousand CDs and, you know, go sell them outside of Giants games and shit. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus. Like, that was like, that's what we were doing at that time. Yeah. But, it, but it was like, you know, it was, it was a, I think there was such an important part of like my learning process of like, of like, uh, you know what I'm saying? I just felt like it was, I, th- I feel like maybe all of us at that time felt like we were just paying dues, you know, like, that's just what we got to do. We just have to you know, we just got to fucking hit the yeah, streets with yeah. a, with a CD and, and, and try and sell this shit, you know? Um, and it was, you know, it was fun, you know, but, um, definitely like the music didn't always match the hustle, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, like we were still developing as artists, you know, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and at that time too, like, you know, like when I, when I first started rapping and shit, you know, I don't know, you know, only some, some, some OG debug folks might know, but, um, you know, I used to go, I used to have like an alias, you know, I, I used to go by, um, society, you know, that was, that was like my, that was like my name, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, um, you okay. know, so as you could tell, you okay. know, when I was young, I was like, took myself way too serious, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, we all do. I think we yeah. all do. We all do that, man. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 So, it was, yeah. so it was one of those things like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like just growing up and you know, like going through that process and like making more music and writing more and like actually honing in the craft. And, and you know, it wasn't really until I was probably about like 23, 24 that like I started making music that like I, that like I actually liked, you know what I'm saying? I actually like really loved. And like, the, the, I think too, with, 
like withstands like time you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like i could listen back to that shit now and like I, I still get the feeling of of what it was like at that time you know um um but yeah man we we made hella music that you know what i'm saying like we you know like you might only find on like Bandcamp <laughs> or some shit like that. You're not gonna find it on Spotify or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But really, like, really, like my mm-hmm. first project that mm-hmm. that um, you know, my my first like I would say like debut project is uh, like when I started going by my real name, um, uh, Andrew Biggs uh, was uh, I released an album called Think Biggs, um, and that was probably that was probably like my like my first mm. um. You know that's that that's music that um you know that you know folks still listen to listen to today you know what i'm saying like i've probably made like um a chunk of like my um you know my 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 following or like you know folks who 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 listen to my music um it was really when i released mm-hmm. the album and i was campaigning it too you know uh, i went on i went on like um like super independently uh went on warp tour uh like right before i released that uh, right before I released Thing Bigs. Um, and it was really like, mm-hmm. you know, I was with my homies, my homies Amplified, uh, my homie Phil and um, my homie Ian, um, uh, who now has a has a band called called Beach Death. They're from Salt Lake City. Super, dude, super dope. Um, anyways, but, but we were, you know, we, we did we did work tour together, but like we didn't really have like a stage or nothing. It was like, it was kind of like a side stage um, that was uh, being um, set up nice. by like, um, um an organization that was uh that was uh like promoting like clean water and stuff like that and um um anyways uh so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. an actual stage it was just like it was like a ground level stage you know what i'm saying it was like and you didn't really have a crowd you had to like perform to get your crowd but but really we had to like the way we like made our money that we we ate was um was selling cds in the uh in the line man um we we just we'd walk around it like a warp tour these wow. lines form before you enter they're, they're like hella long bro and so like we would just like walk up my homie lost uh my homie ian had, <laughs> had his guitar right and like we would just we'd pull up we'd walk up so like hey what's up can, can we can we sing you some songs you know <laughs> and then we would uh and then folks would um you know say wow. we would just start performing you know it's kind of it's kind of like street performing you know but um but uh but just in the lines yeah, and that's how we that's yeah. how we'd sell CDs and stuff, man. But like, you know, I still got folks that um that follow me and listen to my music um based upon that. And now, and when I was there, I was I was that, that was the album that I was pushing was Think Digs too, or, or I'm sorry, Think yeah. Digs. What when what year was this? Um, that is 2016. Um, I yeah, I released it in. I released it in in 2016. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is about about the time that I think I we met you guys. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's probably like five years ago. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's probably that's yeah. probably about right. Yeah. That's wild, man. And 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 were you already kind of working with Debug at the time? And kind of, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about that. How you you know you met those guys and you met yeah. Uki and how you kind of started like actually working there and some of the stuff you were doing there. Um, and how that that's maybe started kind of merging with the music stuff in some yeah, way. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, like you know, I was like I was like eighteen when I walked into Debug. Um, I think Uki took me to an editorial meeting at, at Debug. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I just like it was just like it was just like the place. You know what I'm saying? It was like um, it was uh, you know, all the folks there, you know, were so um, 
you know, was so like welcoming and, and, um, you know, and, you know, I think that to like in hindsight, you know what I'm saying? I could see how, you know, folks like Fernando and Raj and, you know, everybody like saw that we were, you know, that we were like 18, you know, we're still kids at the time, you know, like, uh, when I look back on it now, we're, you know, we're still youth. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so they were just like hella encouraging anything we wanted to do, man. Um, and you know, Uki started, um, Uki did his community service hours there and then Uki just never left. Uki just kept, you know, Uki started working at debug. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, and so, yeah. and so we were just always there, man. And, um, you know, we set up a, you know, we set up like a, like a music studio downstairs, you know, that's kind of like where I first learned to like make video. Um, like where I edited my first video was was there, um, you know, film my first shit, um, all all that type of stuff, man. Um, so yeah, man, it was kind of like in, in some ways it was like I was like hella working on my craft while like my music and like even like just like kind of creative muscles uh, when I was a youth there. But at the same time, I was just like around all this community organizing that was happening at the same time, you know. You know, I think when at the time, like I, 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 like loved like the grandeur of it, but like I, you know, I don't think I really understood the magnitude of what was happening in that building at the same time, you know. Um, and so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yeah, man, it was just something that was like it was just like happening like around us, you know, like um, you know, like, part, like like for instance, like part of story defense was like um, it wasn't even called that at that time. It was it was just like Sunday meetings. Um, but we would just be a debug while, you know, while families are there, you know, and they're, you know, they're fighting for their loved ones to come home, you know what I'm saying? Whether from, whether from like, um, you know, uh, the courts or like, you know, immigration courts or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, man. So I, you know, I, I, I ended up, um, you know, I ended up going to San Francisco state after De Anza, um, you know, uh, and then, but when I finished San Francisco state, you know, I kind of just plugged back into debug and, um, um, you know, I never really, mm-hmm. I, in hindsight, I never actually really left. I was, I was just like always there, you know, um, uh, even when I was going to San Francisco yeah, State, yeah, when I was going yeah. to the ends, I was just always around. It was just like a place I would go to, I'd, you know, meet up Uki or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, and yeah, man, it was just like, Debug's one of those places, like, you know, there's no, it's not like a, you don't do like a job application or some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone who everyone who's like um, yeah yeah <laughs> you know every, everyone who's there is, is just like yeah. has entered somehow you know what i'm saying like they entered it whether they were like family who's like you know um, looking for support or uh, you know like for me or like uki were like just, you know we're just like youth at the time um uh, so it's kind of like yeah so i just you know i started i started to get get involved you know in, in the work what, what did what did you end up majoring at sf state was it something related to kind of what you're doing now or something related to music or production or something or no man actually uh actually ended up um i ended up majoring in history um uh um uh, okay so yeah um i used to yeah. get that question all the time like uh, i'd be like oh, oh what, what are you majoring i was like oh, i'm majoring in history He's like oh what are you gonna do with that it's like I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's a great, I think it's a great major. I mean, I, I mean, most people like, obviously like the obvious thing is like, Oh, I'm going to be a, a teacher or I'm going to go to like law school or I'm going to go to grad school and right. do some other sort of professional school or whatever. But I mean, I think it's like super critical to, 
kind of yeah, be aware of that stuff and and to know know the past and i mean it's 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 one part of my education that i did engineering you know i just went like straight for like a job sort of major right, right. and so for me i feel like i missed out like on a lot of that shit and like mm. i you know i always tell students now who are doing engineering i'm like make sure you load up on as much of the liberal arts stuff as you can because you know, once you, once you're out of school, it's hard to, to kind of. I mean, it, uh, any yeah. anybody can pick up a book and you can do that, but you don't have that time, that focused time. You don't yeah. have that sort of air space where you're having those discussions yeah. with other people and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, it is super critical, and I, I mean, it makes sense that you're that you're doing what you're doing now, having studied you know history and whatnot. Is there any like specific part of history that you really dug into? Yeah, man. Is it kind of just a general major or Yeah, I like yeah. my emphasis was like um um it was kind of, it was like three parts. So like um so like I I studied um like a lot of like uh like ancient um like Kemet, you know what I'm saying? I studied a lot of like ancient African um history, um uh, specifically around like Kemet in Egypt. Um, but then but also my, my emphasis, like yeah. my, my major emphasis was, um, was like really like labor history in, in the United States. Um, and, uh, uh, and like, uh, and, uh, and yeah. Then I, yeah, man. And I really, you know, like when I was like, when I picked that major, I was, you know, like I was like 20, I was like 20 years old and I was like, um, you know what I'm saying? I was like my my thought process at that time was just like man this like the world is like is like hella fucked up and so, <laughs> so i was like you know it was like man like it couldn't have always been like yeah. this and like i was like why like why the hell like i'm you know i'm just trying to figure it out you know what i'm saying like uh, i'm just trying to understand um yeah and 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 not and more so than that to trying to understand like my my like who i am you know what i'm saying and so like i, I took a lot i took that time to like you know i studied a lot of like um a lot about like Irish immigration and, and, um, um, you know, my, my, um, my, my dad's, uh, grandparents, you know, they're all, they're all first generation and shit. So like, um, so the, they're only a couple generations removed from, mm. from, um, yeah. uh, from my immigration and shit. But, um, uh, I mean, they're definitely like, you know, the assimilation into, yeah. into being American, like, you know, we're, we're white, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we go to Ireland, we're definitely not Irish. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but it was a part of like just trying to understand. You know, I was just trying to, I was just trying to understand, man. Um, so that's kind of like what I walked into it with. I did, I definitely did not pick that shit thinking I was going to get a job at the end of it. That was, that was definitely like, and maybe that's like a part of my, maybe that's like some privilege that I haven't really uncovered or or excavated in myself, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely went to just to just learn that shit and study that shit. But you understand too when I was at when I was at San Francisco State, that's like when yeah. Occupy happened. Um, so like Occupy popped off my mm. my first year at at San Francisco State. And so like you know it was like um, there was a lot of like critical, um, you know like a lot of like uh, uh, critical reflection happening. You know what I'm saying like all around campus and shit. That's also where I got into. Yeah. That's yeah. also where I got into slam poetry and started doing, start like doing slam poetry and writing slam poetry and competing and shit. Um, you know, and I met, uh, I met some folks that definitely changed yeah. my life. Uh, folks like Imani and, 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 um, you know, I don't know if you know much about the slam community, but like, that is like, um, you know, like I, I learned a lot about 
the world and 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 uh, learned a lot about self awareness of of like my, my whiteness in the slam community. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, in like in all the best ways. Interesting. You know, yeah. All, all the best ways. It yeah. definitely like definitely um, yeah helped me become who I am today too. Um, but uh. But yeah, yeah, man. That is that big in the Bay Area? Is that kind of a big? Is that a big? Is that a big creative community, the slam community in the Bay? Or I don't really yeah. know shit about it to be honest. That's yeah, kind man. Of a, like a sub pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's a thing, dude. I mean, it's it's a nationwide thing. You know what I'm saying? I would say like it's it's definitely it's definitely big in the Bay Area, but it's probably not as big as it is in like in like Los Angeles or like New York or like DC. Um, but um but there's mm-hmm. definitely like a there's mm-hmm. definitely like a scene and shit. Um but uh but yeah man, they got like, you know, slam man, like uh they have this thing called Cupsy, which is like um uh it's essentially like collegiate slam like invitational type shit. So it's like every college can yeah. can, you know, send yeah. a team uh to compete in like a like a national slam competition, you know, and they like host them in different places and so like um, so like when I was my last year at SF State, you know, I was I was on San Francisco State's Cupsy team and shit. You know what I'm saying? We went to New York City and shit and like competed. Um, it's like a it's a whole thing, nice. man. Um, nice. but, it, but that's just like that's just like the college shit. Um, you know, they have like um, you know, they have like actual um yeah, just like like essentially like uh like national competitions and shit like that, you know. Um, there's like, um, I was like individual, mm-hmm. uh, uh, women of the world poetry slam. Like there's all, there's all types of shit, man. Um, but it's, a, it's a scene, man. And like, and like, to be mm-hmm. honest, like it's, it's where I learned how to perform was like, was doing slam. Um, I, I learned more about mm-hmm. performance and writing mm-hmm. and like critical reflection of my writing and like going through, going through editing processes and like really crafting, uh, the skill of performance and writing through slam you know what i'm saying like um a lot of like the techniques that like yeah like, if i'm getting ready for a show yeah. today you know what i'm saying like if i'm trying to memorize verses and like all this type of shit like like um i still use some of those things that i learned in that process you know um uh yeah it was a huge yeah. huge part huge part of me man yeah um but uh yeah man and it's also yeah. like it's kind of one of those things i always like unfortunately yeah, unfortunately, it's for me, like, because I, I remember the college part of it and whatnot, but in, in some, like, it, you know, um, it, unfortunately, like, on, in some levels, it gets mixed together with, like, the whole, like, acapella culture, too, you know, in terms of, yeah, like, because yeah, yeah. I've seen people, like, do skits joking about Poetry Slam, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, acapella and stuff, and it's, like, this whole vibe, you know, it's kind of like there's acapella yeah, yeah. people, there's the slam people, there's, like, the band people, there's the theater yeah, people, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and everybody's trying to like, you know, everybody's cooler or whatever. But, but yeah, I don't. It's it's a it's wild how like how deep those those communities go and stuff. I mean, it, what I think is cool about this and what I'm noticing here is that, like, a lot of the things you were into, kind of ended up like, um, like informing the other parts. So like the music, the like you're saying the slam stuff, community organizing your major like you may not have been realizing it like super consciously but subconsciously all this stuff was headed like in the direction of where like you know you are now right like all yeah, those man. things informed um like just not only the, the craft side of thing of making you a better performer a better rapper but actually just giving everything meaning in some way yeah, um man. you know like you're not just like 
trying to front. You're not trying to just like spit and trying to sound crazy or whatever. Like there's like, there's actually like some message and shit here. Like, I guess like to, to, to yeah, that man. end, like what, for me, that's a challenging part. Like what, like it, it feels to me like when you're in that space where you're trying to say something meaningful and also be like artistic, like what, it's it's challenging for me because you you always have to balance the two because like you see some artists and you're like that artist does not give a fuck about what they're saying but it's really entertaining right yeah yeah and they're just they're just letting loose right you're like they don't give a shit like that that's dope and you want to be like that you want to be like that in some way but then you're like oh but i want to say something too like how do you how do you get your head around that because that's something that i think like a lot of us struggle with yeah man No, it's an incredible balance, man. And like, and really, I feel like only a balance that like, you know, not too many folks are really able to to master that balance, you know? Because um, like, because you no, know, when I was younger and right. shit, I was definitely making right. like overly yeah. conscious shit that like I, as, as a listener of music, I would not listen to today. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I would never went through like my like heavy conscious, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I went through like my heavy conscious phase where I was like yeah, only listening yeah. to like, you know, most conscious boom bap shit, you know, all, all that type of stuff. But like, um, but now nah, I can't, you know, I can't really listen to that shit, man. Like I need some sort of like rhythm and, and like, you know, <laughs> I need, I need a little bit more in my life, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's one of the, <laughs> That's one of those things, man. Yeah. It's like, it's, you know, like, I think for me, because like when I was doing slam and shit, man, like if I wrote a poem, you know, and if I was talking about an experience that wasn't mine, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we'd be going through the yeah. editing process, yeah. I'd get asked about it, and then I'd look like, it, look like a jackass and shit. <laughs> Talk about shit that I haven't lived. Or, or this, yeah, like, you this not look my... like a fucking chunk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. man. And and I yeah, definitely like yeah. you know I took that <laughs> I took that with me when when writing music too you know what I'm saying because I you know I'm not I'm not trying I'm not trying to pretend to like uh you know and I'm not trying to speak on topics as if I'm the authority of it you know what I'm saying I'm trying to you know I think it's like that's really I think that's really what it is in t- in terms of making music is like how how do you tap into just what is authentically your experience as related to a subject you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, yeah. It seems like the other challenging part for you, going back to, uh, you know, I'm not trying to make this all about you, like you being white or whatever, but you're with yeah, this yeah. sort of music and even in slam, like you're kind of the outsider as the white guy, right? And like you're probably looked at differently or you have to, it's it's a weird thing. You have to kind of like prove that you're capable of playing in that space but then it's a it's a tightrope act because you like you said you don't want to front like you're not trying to pretend to be something you're not at the same time you did grow up in the fucking hood so you're like that's got it man i don't i don't envy your position you got a challenging space like (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) uh no it's real man because because like um you know, so like, cause slam is like, you know, it's a very, um, uh, how, how I describe this? It? Like, um, you know, people are very, um, unapologetically themselves, um, you know, and they, and they, and they, mm. you know, put their experience, mm. their lived experience in, into, in the, in the poems and shit, you know? And so like, whether that's grown, you know, whether that's, um, you know, uh, like the black experience or like, um, you know, like, uh, all, all these different cultures or, 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 um, 
you know, so it's like it, being inspired by other people's work, you know, but I can't, I can't make a poem about, about the black experience. Cause that's inappropriate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not a, uh, I, you know, I can't talk about like, if I talk about like, you know, like racism or yeah. race in itself, you know what I'm saying? Like if I'm in, like, if I want to, if I want to talk about that, I have to have to evaluate what is that from, from me, you know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't uh, pretend or, or, or try to imitate, um, you know, cause imitation is, is the biggest form of flattery. You know what I'm saying? It's like when, we, when you find something you love and you want to be like mm-hmm. it, but, um, but that's not, you know, that's definitely not, um, you know, this, uh, you have to, you have to have some self-awareness around that, you know? Um, and yeah, man, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I was gonna say, I, like, were there any like white rappers back then that you were like, okay, like for me, like honestly, there's probably only two white rappers that really like, I felt like were legit. Maybe I'll be a chump or I'll look like a fucking noob or somebody who doesn't know <laughs> shit. But I mean, obviously, when Eminem came out, he was yeah, legit. Yeah. Like, he yeah, seemed yeah. legit. You know, he was obviously, you know, Eminem was huge. And then the other person who struck a chord with me, I, I his name is like, uh, is it? Is it Brother Ali? Is that his yeah, name? Brother Ali. Is that, yeah, man. Is it, that guy's what? Brother Ali, yeah. Like, yeah, I really Brother dug Ali. Brother Ali when he came out and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, and, man. Um, but then everybody else, like, everybody else kind of just, like, they're in the space, but they almost, like, find, like, they kind of take a different tone to it. Like, they're playing around or something. They're not doing the kind of yeah, more man. socially conscious stuff, right? When you talk, start talking about, like, other people who are just kind of, goofing around if you will i mean they're good they're artistically good but they choose not to even yeah, touch man. on those subjects let's put it that way yeah man yeah yeah no for sure like it, you know and i definitely like when i was in high school like getting put on living legends and shit um definitely because living legends there was two mm. white dudes in living legends right it was, it was the grouch and eli and um and uh you know okay. and, and, like you know we grew up going you know when i was in high school we used to go to like all living legend shows like if there was any hieroglyphic shows i and i all these folks and these, all these folks made music together you know um so it definitely like it definitely like opened up my mind in terms of possibilities of like of like you know like mm-hmm. i mean just like in anything like when you see someone else doing it that um you know you're like oh like oh shit like maybe i could do this too you know um mm-hmm. Um, which I think is just like mm-hmm. a natural, mm-hmm. I think it's things like a natural thing that everyone experiences, you know? Um, uh, but yeah, man. So, but it's definitely like, um, yeah, man, like I definitely think that there's like, um, some, some, uh, especially to be oh, like, to be white and make rap music, you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely think that there's, um, and, and I, don't, I don't think that that should necessarily dictate, what kind of music you make, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like you could, you know, you could rap about whatever you want to make party music, just make party music. Like, you know, like, um, you know, I think about like folks like Mac Miller and shit like that, who, you know, Mac Miller's music is dope. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and like, you know, I still bump to, I still bump to this day. Um, but, um, but you know, it's it's not to say like he was making like deeply political music, you know what I'm saying? saying? But, um, but I think that, right. What was, what, what was so what was dope about Matt Miller though is that um you know he was definitely he was accountable in real life though you know um and and was and was not afraid to mm-hmm. like talk about those subjects and to kind of own his whiteness and or speak out against other shit you know like when he when he made uh you know he went on TV and started talking shit about Donald Trump being a racist racist pig and shit <laughs> you know what I'm saying like uh like that shit is mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. important you know like I think that that's like um to 
to to to be to be white and to make rap music i think that that is um you know i think that there's a level of like you know you have to be you have to be self-aware and like socially conscious in that way not to say that you have to make mm-hmm. music that reflects it i feel like but um but how you live your life and how you how you understand and talk about um the world has to has to be has to come from that place you know at least that's you know that's my that's my take um, yeah yeah um no, I, I agree with but, that. Um, I mean, because you look at somebody like, you know, like Post Malone makes pretty good music. Obviously, he's really successful, but he's also kind of doesn't get it, right? Like the, yeah, yeah. some of the shit he said with regards to you know <clears throat> Black Lives Matter and whatnot. Like this, he doesn't fucking get it. He's never given it like a real like. He's never given it the thought. I think that you're kind of referring to that, like a Mac Miller has and whatnot. Um, but yeah, now that's a good, uh, that's a very good way to look at it. Like, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to be, you don't have to make that sort of music, but you got to respect kind of where the art comes from. And and, and I think also yeah, like man. where you're benefiting from it, right? Like somebody like Post Balloon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Absol- absolutely, bro. Like, yeah, um, yeah man. You, yeah. yeah. Like you're, you're participating in this kind of the same, it's kind of the same thing in slam, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, you you are a white dude participating in 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 a in black culture. You know what I'm saying, um, specifically. So like, mm-hmm. um, so you know, you you got to be, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't you can't overlook that. You can't like um you can't be ignorant to that. You know, um, uh, definitely. But you know, it's like I know I know yeah, you know I, yeah, you know, yeah. there's definitely a bunch of white rappers and and even probably even more so white rappers white um hip hop like white um consumers of hip hop you know um who you know maybe mm-hmm. you know maybe they grew up in in like poverty or maybe they grew up in in tough situations you know what i'm saying to where um uh, to where they get all they get all defensive and shit when folks start talking about like privilege and 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 you know whiteness and all that type of shit um um and there's a there's a huge like especially with hip hop music man there's a lot of white folks that that listen to music listen to hip hop music that kind of think that way they don't you know they they still don't get it you know um uh but it's really you know I, I feel like that's even more reason why why it's important for for artists who do have platforms to be to be um you know like I said you don't got to make music about it but you know like when you if you if the subject comes up you know what I'm saying you know you gotta got you gotta speak on it and shit you know um can't can't shy away yeah, from it yeah yeah you gotta know your shit yeah yeah i mean speaking of that like how <clears throat> obviously there's been a lot of stuff going on over the last 12 months with yeah. um, a lot of social issues at the forefront i think a lot of that driven by initially just politics and it being an election year and trump and then obviously popping off with all the uh, really unfortunate events that have happened with police brutality and police murders yeah. of, of innocent uh, people of color and stuff. And I mean, how, uh, and then obviously this year too was just wild because of COVID and everybody cooped up and whatnot. Um, I think coming out of that, how do you, how are you feeling on a creative tip? Like, do you feel like energized? Do you feel like um, it's going to be difficult to kind of create in this space? Like, um yeah, you know, for me, I feel energized in some way because I feel like there's been a lot of shit going down and it's been difficult to create because we haven't been able to get together with people physically. And that's right, really right. important. You know, this is cool. Right. Like we're having a great conversation and whatnot, but like I would love to be able to go like 
go to debug, sit there with that mask, feel comfortable, go get a drink, stay up late, you know, have these deep conversations yeah, yeah. in person. That sort of shit is really important. And then, and then and then be creative and stuff. How are you feeling about stuff right now with regards to all that and how it relates to your creative work? Yeah, man. I mean, I th- I think it in in relationship to like the pandemic and shit. Like, yeah, like for sure, man. It's, it's um, uh, it's been um, I've definitely been like inspired and 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 been um, you know, it's like it, it, I've been creative around it. I guess is what, what I should say. Like, um, but it's also like it's mm-hmm. also one of those things mm-hmm. too. Like when 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 um, you know, like when when the the murder of george floyd happened and um you know and a lot of stuff that um uh you know a lot of the anti-police movement stuff that was happening over the summer and shit um you know it was definitely one of those things where mm-hmm. i was like oh well the the last thing that i think we need right now is a white rapper talking about this <laughs> but uh, that's not you know that's that's probably that's probably not for the best um you know and so uh so yeah it was definitely like in that moment i was you know i think it's important for me it was like i was trying to be self-aware you know i'm not trying to like just be posting mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. all this shit's not happening you know what i'm saying like that's um that didn't feel uh authentic mm-hmm. to me you know what i'm saying that didn't feel mm-hmm. that didn't feel real to me sure. um and so so it was definitely like a like a lot of um you know a lot of balance in that in that retrospect and and um you know and i, and I think uh you know and I, I i've been working on you know, I've been working on the album and shit, but like even before the pandemic happened and, and, um, uh, before COVID and, and, you know, before the stuff this last summer. Um, so I was kind of just like staying in that lane of just like just plugging away at it, you know, um, knowing that the time will come when it comes. Yep. Um, but, um, but yeah, man, it's one of those things, man. It's just like, you know, I feel like with the, with this, the state of the world between COVID and social unrest, you know, there's days that you feel hell inspired to to you know make something that's reflective yeah. of this moment, and then there's other times where it's like, damn, fam, I I don't feel like I I want to do anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Um, so I think yeah. it's, it is a balance yeah. of like you know giving yeah. myself a giving yourself a break too. You know what I'm saying? When when it when it feels feels called to do so. Yeah, and you you also like started a family this year, right? Like you or last year? You you, you well, you got married recently. You had a kid. How does that like change things up? Yeah, like, man. That's that's pretty heavy and and time consuming. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. No, uh, my my daughter was born in 2020. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> you know. Oh man. Uh, yeah. What is what does yeah. that mean? Um. But uh, you know, there's a whole generation of folks gonna be born that year. But but yeah, no, it was, it was real. It was like it was um, you know, like when, like when COVID popped off and shit. Like you know, uh, my partner was pregnant, so um. You know, so like we were like, you know, and I, I know I still had some homies that were like, you know, not taking this shit serious, but like me and my partner were like, nope, like we we wiping down groceries now. We, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like we mm-hmm. we we taking mm-hmm. it serious, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, we not gonna take that, we not gonna take that risk. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, my, yeah. my my daughter was born in 2020, and uh, you know, like, uh. You know, it's one of those things too, man. Where it's it's kind of been it's been a blessing because you know, like, I mean, it's it's hard and crazy as shit's been. Um, the ability to like be home uh, a lot is like, uh, you know, I definitely don't take for granted. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, been able to like 
Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my daughter's six months now. She's six months old. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I've got to, you know, I've gotten to be here and see everything, you know what I'm saying? And, um, uh, yeah. you know, and just like yeah. kind of watch that development up close, you know, which is, uh, which I know that like, if, you know, if it wasn't COVID right now, you know, um, you know, I might have some responsibilities, you know, whatever it may be traveling or some shit like that to where like, it might be, might be a little bit harder to kind of, um, be in the situation I'm in now. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, man, I mean, yeah. in terms of like, in terms of like creative balance, you know, uh, you know, with all love and respect to, to folks who, who feel that that's what they have to do, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know, uh, you know, I know, you know, folks who have kids and then, um, you know, then their whole life, you know, everything else that was happening in their life, they, 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 they stopped doing, whether that's like their own personal endeavors or, you know, whatever their passion is or like, you know, all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, you know, and it, and, you know, and that's all, all respect, all respect to that. You know, I think for, for me, me and my partner, like, that's you no, know, definitely not what, you know, for me, it was like, it was more motivation, you know, to, to keep pursuing it, you know, mm-hmm. be that, um, you know, trying to be an example of like, when you care about something, when you, when you, when you're passionate about something that you, you go hard at it, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't, you don't let, you don't let that shit fall yeah. to the wayside, you know? Um, um, you know, so we got, we got a cool balance and, and, um, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely like, it, it just, it takes harder work to, to stay, you know, keep that balance and, and, yeah. you know, make sure that, you know, that we all straight and, um, you know, we're all taken care of and, and, um, you know what I'm saying? That we're, you know, we're, we're putting that time in, into, into little one and, and all that type of stuff, man. So, um, but yeah, you know, my, my, my partner, uh, you know, she's studying right now. She actually went back to school and stuff too. So, um, so it's been cool. You know, she, she's, you know, she's pursuing, pursuing what she wants to do. And, um, yeah, man. So, uh, I mean, it's definitely like, you know, have, you know, I'm not yeah, trying to act like a, having a kid is not a life changing, uh, you know, like a life changing thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's been, um, um, it's been motivation to, uh, to, you know, keep doing and keep, keep pursuing what, what we've been doing. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I think, I think at the end of the day too, like you, you recognize too, that even when you don't have kids or you don't have a partner, you're not married, whatever, you still like people still fuck off you still are inefficient with your time and in many respects in many respects whether that's like partying or drinking or just doing stupid like wasting your time like in many respects like having a partner or having a family can sometimes help you focus because you're like okay i can't be doing that stupid shit anymore i gotta do like this and this stuff so it makes you prioritize the things you really care about and then you say like you know because even now like i mean i'm all our listeners i actually got divorced like in the last 12 months and it's been crazy like kind of figuring like okay what do i do you know what do i do now what you know because you have more i have more time and i'm like you know i'll just be sitting at home i drink like four beers for no fucking reason (laughs) and the next day it'll be like what did i just do like i have no reason i'm just sitting here like you know i'm I'm gonna be okay i'm gonna watch this movie i'm gonna do some research bro i'm gonna write bullshit i just drank four beers and was on instagram so you know, it's not, it's never like cut and dry that like, <laughs> it's never cut and dry that having yeah, a lot man. of time makes you work more or anything like that. So, so yeah, no, you got a good point there. Um, it, you know, it's, what's funny too is um, I asked, I asked Andrew, I asked you to, to give me like the name of a, a track or two that we could talk about on the podcast. And, and we're going to talk about that real quick on our Patreon one. 
but but I'm gonna, I'm mentioning it here on this on the main podcast because I think it kind of like summarizes like a lot of the stuff you're talking about like right now and I didn't even realize this till now but the two tracks one of them is called Hustle Baby right and then the other one is called Take a Break and I was like that's that's the those are the bookends you know those are that really bookends like the creative life like you gotta hustle and like you gotta do shit but then you gotta realize at some point yo i need to take a break i need to chill yeah, you know i need to like regroup i need to work on me i need to work on my family on my personal stuff and it's important yeah, to man. recognize that it's not always about a hustle and clearly it isn't always about taking a break because she ain't gonna get done if you don't do that but yes, i just realized that right now i was like that's dope that, <laughs> yeah that makes sense that makes sense and I, yeah, I, I think we're gonna wrap it up real soon here because this is going a little long. I don't want to keep to you know kill to kill your whole day here, but no, no, um, I will say that people, if you um, if if you get a minute, go check out Hustle Baby and take a break on YouTube, and we're gonna talk about them on the Patreon podcast for a few minutes there. Um, and then I would say like uh, Andrew, where can people follow you? Whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. What's the handle? What what's the the app, if you will? Yeah, man. So, um, uh, so all my socials are, uh, my handles are, he is Andrew Biggs, uh, that's B I G S one G. Um, it's andrewbiggs.com. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, my, my music is everywhere, everywhere you listen to music. So Spotify, Apple music, you know, wherever it may be. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate the, the, the plug and the opportunity, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's been fun to fun to talk about this shit, man, for real. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, we we've we've chatted here and there and stuff, but I definitely never knew all this stuff about you. And like, it all makes sense now, man. I get it. I get well. I get the music now. I, I get like the, the vision, and I dig it. And I, and I think it's just dope. Like, cause cause yeah, like yeah, you know, people here like, oh yeah, you you know, he's a kid trying to be a rapper or whatever, or you're doing this and that. And you say, okay, like, where's this coming from? And then it makes sense. You know, it makes a lot of sense. And, and I'm going to find those early tracks where you were rapping about the labor movement, I think is my guess. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, probably probably in like a problematic way. Probably. Yeah. You're like (laughs) rapping, like referencing like Upton Sinclair and like all this stuff in your raps. Like, I'm gonna find that shit. Like, <laughs> oh um, man, I, I hope no one ever digs that shit up, bro. You know what I'm saying? If someone digs it up, you know what I'm saying? You you can hold it ransom. You know what I'm saying? DM me, I'll buy it off of you. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> man, all right, Andrew. Thanks for joining the podcast, man. People, check out uh, Andrew's stuff. Follow him on on um, Instagram here. I'm sure. Um, I'm looking forward to more of your work. And we didn't really get much time to, to dive into it much, but I'm also really impressed, I wanted to say, by a lot of the visuals you guys do, a lot of the music videos and stuff. Um, oh, man. Really dope stuff. And I, and I think you, I, I know you guys are doing it with nothing. That's the, that's the sick part, is like you're doing it with like minimal equipment and yeah, minimal man. money and like your friends and stuff. And I see some of the stuff you guys are doing, and I'm like, okay, these guys are like, that's testament to the point that like, you don't need like a bunch of fancy shit. You just need like a vision. You need like the hustle and you need, you know, you just need like a good, like, yeah, you know, fresh perspective. And so I, every time you guys drop something, I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm gonna check this out. It's fresh. I dig it. Um, so kudos on that, man. You guys are That's doing cool up, stuff. Man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, people. Thanks for joining the episode. If you want more of this. All right. 
Um, we will uh, follow us on Patreon. You guys know where it is, and uh, leave a like uh, on this post on the uh, podcast here. I can't even. I, I always mess the plugs up here. Sorry. Uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>